Welcome back to another episode of the Into the Night Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 John Landis-directed comedy Into the Night, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Alex Thompson of Independence Day Minute and Galaxy Quest Minute, and today I am breaking down Minute 7 of Into the Night. Minute 7 starts with a continuation of yesterday's Drive Time Radio and ends with Ed fretting over having a nice day. So the uh, the tone that the DJ has for the special announcement almost makes it sound like he's going to announce something bad here, like uh, a celebrity death or or something like that. In a different movie, I could almost imagine this being the the foreshadowing for an alien invasion or or, or some kind of a major plot event. Like if 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 the plot of this movie was Jeff Goldblum and Dan Aykroyd going to fight, uh, you know, alien monsters or a plague or bust ghosts or something like that, this would be the special announcement where they would have found out, you know, a good twenty minutes before that that's becoming a problem uh, just kind of a it, it, just a weird uh the weird way that i guess that the dj delivered that line i i do notice looking at this scene it uh is noteworthy that both herb and ed are wearing their seat belts whereas none of the three drivers who were highlighted in the previous minute were wearing theirs uh, it's also interesting, uh, this film is just barely an artifact in this regard, because California's first seatbelt laws went into effect at the beginning of 1986. So we are just at the very tail end of when drivers didn't legally have to wear them in the state of California. Um, speaking of Herb, since we've mentioned him a few times, we get Dan Aykroyd as Herb. Um, some actor you might have heard of. Uh, by this point in time, he'd done some little low-budge movie about ghosts and um, guys in suits who sing. And um, uh, uh, there was this show, I'm, I'm completely drawing a blank on the name of it. Um, it was on Saturdays. Um, I think it was at nighttime. Um, I don't think it aired on tape delay. Um, oh, I really, I wish I'd done my research on this one. I cannot remember the name of the show for the life of me, but, uh, Dan Aykroyd, um, an actor I'm pretty sure everyone's heard of. Uh, it's a weird appearance here for this character or, and this actor, uh, because he's in the movie a bit too much for it to just feel like a cameo that an actor does as a favor to a director. Um, I mean, there's certainly a lot of cases where, you know, a director says, Hey, famous actor, friend of mine, just come in and like do a day. And, you know, um, the one that instantly comes to mind is Matt Damon in Euro trip, where he is by far the most famous actor in the movie. And he's there to be in, I think one scene and have a brief cameo in a second scene. Uh, but like Dan Aykroyd is in the movie often enough here in the beginning that I would have expected to see him return in Act Three. I, I think, and maybe um, maybe there's a deleted bit, uh, or maybe something in the script where we would have had to come back and visit 
Dan Aykroyd's character for something. We would have had to wake him up at five in the morning to deal with whatever problem uh, Jeff Goldblum and Michelle Pfeiffer were dealing with. But uh, regardless, um, Dan Aykroyd here being very uh, Dan Aykroydy here with this this Cinco de Mayo slash St. Patrick's Day joke. I'm not sure if this joke with either punchline, and obviously it's the 80s, so you know, standards of offense have changed. I'm not sure if the joke with either punchline is actually racist or if it's just making fun of dumb white white people holiday drinkers. Um, I, I do think the St. Patrick's Day punchline feels like a better one to me because I personally tend to also associate Cinco de Mayo with Mexican food, whereas I tend to think of St. Patty's Day as more of a, a, a pure alcoholic holiday, if that makes sense. Um, I mean, yeah, corned beef and cabbage and so on, but I wonder if if uh, Ed is just that smart that he figured out the punchline, or if Herb just tells this joke all the time, or, or I mean, it could just be that Ed knows the joke, but it is, um, it, it's an interesting choice, I think, that and I don't quite see the reason why that um, that uh, Ed just kind of knows the punchline to this joke off. Uh, but it, we get this this dialogue here between these two, where um, Ed's sort of telling Herb all of his problems, he can't sleep, so on and so forth, giving the exposition to the audience, really. It's so weird, I think, that Ed thinks of his engineering job as a dead-end job. I mean, we really don't see enough of his workday to sort of tell what it is about his job that he thinks is so dead end. I mean, he's got an engineering job in California. He's got to be aerospace engineering at that. He's got to be making pretty good money. So it's hard to tell if he's sort of hit a glass ceiling, if he's plateaued career wise, if he's just unhappy in his workplace, if he's unhappy with his line of work. Um, his job just seems a little too successful or too important for it to be as dead-endy as he thinks. It's just a, it's a weird, subtle thing here. I do notice, as I've got the minute on replay, um, both of these characters have the seatbelt going under their ties. I, 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 I don't know if that was an 80s thing, <laughs> or... Um, uh, did they tie their ties after they, I, I mean, we, we definitely saw Ed with his tie earlier, but that's uh, just a, it's kind of a weird um, costuming or, or set decoration. I'm not even sure if that would just be an actor's choice or, or what, but that's just kind of a weird, uh, just a weird sort of thing. I I don't think in all the years that I've been wearing ties and driving in cars, I don't think I've ever put the seatbelt under the tie. Um, but uh, Jeff Goldblum, or Ed, here does mention that he feels uh, like he's an alien. He feels like he's from another world. Um, Jeff Goldblum, as an actor, has uh, been an alien and interacted with aliens quite a bit uh, in movies. I, I guess he he's... Because... Maybe because he's got that kind of weird uh, vibe or mm, he, he can sort of both slide in as a not entirely human character or also just as a weird nerdy character a la Jurassic Park, a la uh, Independence Day, so on. 
Um, but uh, his, his varying experiences with aliens, uh, spoiler alerts for all these movies, potentially three, two, one. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers in 1978, he was body snatched. Um, 1984, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. He, uh, I believe, was not an alien in that movie, but there certainly were aliens. Um, I see, he was in Earth Girls Are Easy. Um, he was in, obviously, Independence Day, Independence Day Resurgence. Played an alien in Thor Ragnarok, also having a cameo as that same character in Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. And, I mean, I guess I suppose quite a few other movies, he could have been an alien, and we just never knew about it. I mean, there's certainly no reason that his character in Man of the Year couldn't have secretly been an alien, or, you know, the life aquatic with Steve Zissou, and so on and so forth. There's, there's no reason why they can't be aliens. Could just be part of the character's backstory that only he knows about, the fact that he's from another planet. I kind of wish... As I'm watching this scene, I'm watching these two interact. I do kind of, I want to know more. And maybe that's part of kind of the, the Dan Aykroyd magic that he sort of leaves you wanting more in this way. I, I kind of want to know more about this relationship. Like uh, between Ed and Herb here, that they, it seems like there's a friendship here. Uh, you know, they're not just guys who carpool. Um, you know, Herb is is a bit of a, a, a sounding board, a confidant for Ed here. And it's a bit surprising, I guess, coming back to the idea that I would have expected to see Dan Aykroyd more in the movie. It's a bit surprising that we don't ever get to see either to hear Dan Aykroyd uh, giving feedback to the crazy stuff that Ed goes through over the course of the movie or, or get to hear, see, you know, um, or we don't get to, you know, see Dan Aykroyd react to the character change that's gone on in Ed at the end of the movie. I don't know. It, it's, um, I, I get, I guess it is the, the hallmark of a great actor that the little that I see of him leaves me wanting to see more of him i guess uh so kudos to mr Aykroyd, who you know certainly obviously this mid 80s this is his is prime uh sort of the prime of his acting career and i guess one last note on this scene um jeff goldblum's corduroy jacket looks uh pretty pretty 80s to me <laughs> um uh i know i certainly would not wear that nowadays uh, maybe maybe someone else would find that very fashionable but um uh, it is also fairly interesting as we watch the as we watch the scenes where they're driving uh we we do they they do seem to be moving steadily that they, they are not as stop and go in uh the scenes where they have their dialogue or uh, it could just be the way it got edited together from the varying takes. Uh, but they, they're certainly moving slowly, but they are moving steadily. Um, so, 
you know, maybe the, the LA traffic's not all it's cracked up to be. You know, don't let anyone tell you different. Um, LA's LA traffic's not all that bad. <laughs> right. Anyway, that's about all for minute seven. We get uh, Ed continuing to fret over his wife, kissing him on the top of the head and saying, have a nice day. It's kind of interesting. We got the have a nice day at the beginning of the previous minute, and we get him talking about it at the end of this minute. And uh, maybe next minute we'll get to hear what he thinks is so worrying about it, potentially. That's just a teaser. Just a teaser for you. All right, listeners, uh, you can find the Into the Night Minute podcast on iTunes and Google Play or at the main site, nightminute.com. And that's nightminute.com, as in the film, not night like the old Nickelodeon programming block or armored warrior chess piece, anything like that. Come on. You know, don't be silly. Um, yeah, Night Minute. Uh, you can interact with the show on social media at the King Lives Listeners Limo on Facebook and on Twitter at at Night Minute. It's always weird at at uh, Night Minute on Twitter. If you're listening to this, you know how to use Twitter. Uh, until next time, join us right here on the Into the Night Minute, and have a nice day. Do we thank you or what? I'd say I fall in the or what category.